I'm Steve Norris. Welcome to Feel Good Friday, where every Friday we have a really short episode sharing a story that you can listen to while you brush your teeth. And hopefully it'll make you smile or perhaps inspire you. But most importantly, we hope it makes you feel good. For today's story, we go all the way back to 1887 when a group of men put Susanna Salter's name on a ballot for mayor as a joke intended to humiliate her and put women in their place and encourage them to never think about being in politics ever. Well, the joke backfired and she won over 60% of the vote and became America's first female mayor. I'm going to read to you excerpts from an article about this written in 1954 by Monroe Billington. The town of Argonia in Summer County, Kansas, became nationally and internationally known in 1887 when the voters of that little Quaker village with a population of less than 500 elected the first woman mayor in America. Mrs. Susanna Salter, who received this honor, was one of a number of women mayors elected during the years after the Civil War, when women were renewing their demands for more political rights. Mrs. Salter was born Susanna Medora Kinsey near Lamira in Belmont County, Ohio, March 2, 1860. The Kinsey family in successive generations moved from Pennsylvania to Ohio to Kansas, settling in 1872 on an 80-acre farm in the Call Valley near Silver Lake. There, Dora attended district schools until 1878 when she entered Kansas State Agricultural College as a sophomore. She left college because of illness only six weeks before time to graduate. While at Manhattan, she had met Louis Allison Salter, son of former Lieutenant Governor Melvin J. Salter. Salter graduated in 1879, and Dora was married to him on September 1, 1880, at Silver Lake. The couple moved to Argonia in 1882, where Salter managed a hardware store. The following spring, Mrs. Salter gave birth to her second child, the firstborn in Argonia. A year later, Mrs. Salter's parents moved to Argonia and bought the store, which was operated under the firm name of Kinsey and Salter. In the meantime, Salter read law with the local attorney and prepared himself for the bar. The town of Argonia was incorporated in 1885. Mrs. Salter's father, Oliver Kinsey, was its first mayor and her husband was city clerk. In this capacity, Salter wrote the ordinances of the town. Two years later, the Kansas legislature enacted a law giving the franchise to women in first, second, and third-class cities. Since Argonia was a third-class city, the women there became eligible to vote. A Women's Christian Temperance Union, or WCTU, had been organized in Argonia in 1883, and with the right to vote, its members made enforcement of the state prohibition law a prime issue of the city election. They called a caucus and selected a ticket of men whom they considered to be worthy of the town's offices, regardless of political labels. In the absence of their president, Mrs. Salter presided at this caucus. A certain group of men in Argonia felt that the field of politics was their exclusive domain and resented the intrusion of women into their affairs. Two of these men had attended the WCTU caucus and heckled the proceedings. They were wets trying to intimidate the WCTU, but when they attempted to nominate a candidate, they were voted down. A secret caucus was called by this faction. Twenty of them met in the back room of a local restaurant and decided to teach these females a lesson. 
they drew up a slate of candidates identical with that of the WCTU, except that for the office of mayor, they substituted Mrs. Salter's name. They assumed that the women would vote for the WCTU slate and that the men would not vote for a woman. They thought if Mrs. Salter got only their 20 votes, it would embarrass the WCTU as a political organization. They also felt that such a move would curb some of the WCTU's political activities. Mrs. Salter was chosen to be the butt of the prank because she was the only officer of the WCTU who was eligible for office, the others living outside the town's limits. This could be done as a surprise because candidates did not have to file before Election Day. The faction simply had the ballots printed with Mrs. Salter's name on them, of course without her knowledge or consent. Early voters on the morning of the election were shocked, therefore, to find that she was a candidate. The chairman of the Republican Party in Argonia immediately sent a delegation to see her. They found her doing the family washing. They explained the trick and then asked if she would accept the offer if elected. When Mrs. Salter agreed, they said, quote, All right, we will elect you and just show those fellows who framed up this deal a thing or two. End quote. All day long, they explained the situation and campaigned to get out the vote. Mr. Salter, an early voter, was angered when he discovered his wife on the ballot. He was even more perturbed when he returned home and found that his wife had consented to serve if elected. Mrs. Salter was undeterred. At 4 p.m., she went to the polls with her parents and voted. It was not considered proper to vote for oneself in those days, so Mrs. Salter left the ballot for mayor unmarked. By forsaking their own caucus numbers, the members of the WCTU voted for Mrs. Salter in such numbers that she received a two-thirds majority. Instead of the 20 votes intended for her, the faction had given her the election. Instead of humiliating the women, they had elected the first woman mayor in the country. When the results were known, Mrs. Salter's husband adjusted himself to the situation and with a certain amount of pride made jokes about being the husband of the mayor. Needless to say, the reaction from many across America was not positive. I'm going to read an anonymous poem sent in to Mrs. Salter with a pair of men's pants on the card. When a woman leaves her natural sphere, and without her sex's modesty or fear, assays the part of man, she and her weak attempts to rule, but makes herself a mark for ridicule. A laughing stock and shot. Make the world a part of the greatest uses to her. Something more than stinking A pair of pants will do. Thus she will plainly demonstrate that nature made a great mistake in sexing such a shrew. One of the first city council meetings over which the newly elected Mayor Salter presided was attended by a correspondent of the New York Sun. He wrote his story describing the mayor's dress and hat and pointing out that she had presided with great decorum. He noted that several times she checked her relevant discussion, demonstrating that she was a good parliamentarian. Other publicity extended to newspapers as far away as Sweden and South Africa. As compensation for her year's service, she was paid $1 
which is equivalent, by the way, to $29 in 2020. After a year in office, she declined to seek re-election. Following her term as mayor, Salter and her family continued to live in Argonia until 1893 when her husband acquired land on the Cherokee Strip in Alva, Oklahoma. Ten years later, they moved to Augusta in Woods County, Oklahoma Territory, where her husband practiced law and established the Headlight newspaper. They eventually joined the town settlers in moving to Carmen, Oklahoma. Following her husband's death in 1916, she moved to Norman, Oklahoma, accompanying her younger children during their studies at the University of Oklahoma. She lived in Norman for the remainder of her life and maintained an interest in religious and political matters, but never again sought elected office. Salter died on March 17, 1961, in Norman, Oklahoma, two weeks after her 101st birthday, and was buried in Argonia alongside her husband. If you enjoyed this story, we ask that you share this episode with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and write a quick 30-second review on Apple Podcasts as that helps us spread good vibes and get the word out to more good humans. If you have a great Feel Good Friday episode idea, please shoot us an email at betterplaceprojectpodcast at gmail.com and it may just end up on the show. For behind-the-scenes info, please visit our website at betterplaceproject.org and on Instagram at betterplaceproject. I will be back next Tuesday and every Tuesday with another full format interview episode. And we'll see you here next Friday with a brand new edition of Feel Good Friday. Until then, have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Feel Good Friday. Make the world a better place. Feel Good Friday. Make the world.